Welcome to Fifth Draw Wild, everybody. I'm your host, Matt, and if this is your first time with us, this is a show where I interview people about the slices of pop culture that they're most passionate about. We're jumping right into our episode today. I hope you enjoy it. And our guest today is Daoud. Daoud, welcome. Hi, Matt. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Daoud Fakirian. Uh, we're talking about Naruto today. Uh, this is something I've been into for uh, quite a while. I got more into it, I guess, late high school. I actually... I have a bunch of Naruto stuff here on my desk that I'm recording on. I have uh, like three figures on the windowsill who are sort of creepily watching me, and uh, a couple of head, a couple of ninja headbands, uh, like right next to me. Oh, awesome! I am super excited to hear all about this. So, um, before we dive into our topics, um, just real quick, hit us up with like the story of this crazy trip. All right. So the basic version of this is this. About 12 years ago, a giant nine-tailed monster fox attacked the village hidden in the leaves. No one could uh, stop this monster except for the great hero, the fourth Hokage, the leader of the village. He wasn't able to kill it, but he was able to put it in, seal it into a newborn baby. That's our main character, Naruto Uzumaki. That's kind of what you, all you really need to know going into the into this uh, story. It's basically following Naruto throughout his journey as a uh, as a, as a ninja, a lot of the villagers kind of see him as the as the nine-tailed fox. They think he or he thinks he's just a ticking time bomb. Eventually, the fox will take over him. Uh, they don't treat him very well. A lot of a lot of parents don't let their, their kids play with him, or they refer to him as just monster. Uh, which is why he wants to become the Hokage himself, the leader of the village, which just means Fire Shadow, uh, which we'll get into why he's called Fire Shadow when we get into the country's uh, part of part of our topics. Because he wants to be acknowledged. Because he not only is... Because what's worse than being treated badly is he's completely ignored by some people. They don't acknowledge the existence. So he basically turns into a prankster just because kind of going along the lines of there's no such thing as bad press, uh, even if he's getting yelled at, scolded. I, I just thought of as the as the worst kid in the village. At least people are seeing him. All right. So, what's going to be our first topic today? Our first topic is chakra and jutsus. So, we're going to be talking about the world as a whole. Uh, and by the way, I'm a history teacher here, so I kind of created this as a 50 minute lesson. Uh, and Matt, like I tell my students, if I start talking fast, it's just because I'm excited. Feel free to stop me and slow me down. I am. I have. It's been too long since I've had a proper lecture. I am on board for this. All right. First thing we sh- will talk about today is chakra and jutsus. Uh, the chakra is a basic energy source for everything ninjas need to do to perform most of their uh, their techniques, attacks. So millennia before the main story, people uh, didn't actually have chakra uh, until a young woman named uh, Kaguya Otsutsuki, uh, just referred to as Kaguya, just because the last name is even hard to say even when I'm learning Japanese a little from Duolingo. Uh, she stole the fruit from what is known as the God Tree. There's going to be a lot of concepts here. I will be getting into them later more in depth. Uh, the God Tree ate the, ate the fruit to obtain the power of chakra and end a war in her time. She basically fed it. I know we have a lot of Jake and Josh crossover fans. If any of you guys have seen Wild Force, think of like the Zenaku mask, the, the big gun to end the war. But uh, her sons were born with chakra uh, and she went a little crazy. Uh, chakra is basically made by combining physical energy produced by all of your uh, all the, the billions of cells in your body, 
uh, in scientific terms, we put we'd say ATP, uh, and then the mental energy gained through uh, experience and imagine and kind of creativity. Uh, it can be produced three. You can use it to produce three kinds of ju- uh, jutsus. There's taijutsu, which is basically just physical attacks, ninjutsu, special attacks, and genjutsu, which are basically illusionary powers. Uh, each ninjas will have different are better in certain areas and will focus more on that. Will uh, they will have their own specialties. There's actually one of the side characters named Rock Lee who is unable to do ninjutsu or genjutsu. So he uh, originally, originally he's not allowed to be a ninja because he just he's not able to be one. But his his teacher uh, kind of goes to goes to bat for him and says, well, he's going to be a taijutsu specialist like I am, and he can do it. He will be a great ninja. It's actually one of the most heart-melting points of the story. Chakra moves throughout the body in a manner like the circulatory system and is delivered to one of 361 chakra release points, kind of like a capillary. Uh, Performing a sequence of 12 different hand signs, which are based on the Chinese zodiac, chakra can be manipulated to create supernatural effects, like walking on water. There's a a meme that was going around where Naruto and and Jesus are standing next to each other, and Naruto just goes like, so what? The method of chakra production is uh, passed on. Uh, Kaguya's older son, uh, Hagoromo, uh, later becomes known as the Sage of Six Paths. Six Paths because there's... uh, it has to go Buddhist and Hindu mythology. Uh, there are six uh, levels of life that you can be reincarnated into. The six paths of reincarnation. So the uh, the method of chakra production is uh, is passed on to the sages' various descendants, both direct and indirect, along with uh, all the other ninja. Uh, during part two of the series, the concept of nature transformation is is introduced which basically you uh if you're skilled enough or with with some practice you can get to the skill level where you can change your chakra to one of the five classical chinese elements uh fire water wind earth and lightning which uh will go in a color wheel like you can imagine the gathering each one has strength and weakness to one of the colors next to one of the elements next to it for example, fire is weak to water, but will actually get stronger when you throw a wind char- uh, wind jutsu at it. So for uh, which Naruto ha- has his main affinity is wind because he's his East Ninja has their own uh, a certain element that there it's, it's easier for them to to create. Uh, Naruto's primary affinity is wind. And his best friend, rival, slash try, guy trying to kill him at some at one point, Sasuke. Shout out to all the Kaku Ranger fans. <laughs> <laughs> Which, actually, they are named, they're both named for the same legendary figure. Sasuke's last name is not Sarutobi, but they're... Remember I mentioned the fourth Hokage? The third Hokage's dad's name actually was Sasuke Sarutobi, and our main character, Sasuke, is named after that guy. Okay. Yeah. If they were to fight, when they fight, if Sasuke shoots a fireball at uh, at Naruto, Naruto's teacher told him, "Do not use wind, otherwise you'll just make the fireball bigger and it'll burn you twice as hot." Examples like that. Um, lightning is weak against the ground and strong against, I think, wa- I think water. I'm not sure how w- why wind is strong against earth, but it is. So ninja who are skilled enough, they can learn to use other elements besides the one that they're that's just easiest for them. So there's three ranks of ninjas. The Genin, who they're fresh out of the academy. They're basically uh, apprentice ninjas. Chunin, which is journeyman ninja. They, Matt, I think you'd probably be able to under, like define journeyman better than me because, uh, as I understand it, it's someone who does a job for someone else. Uh, 
kind of traditionally, um, journeyman was like the halfway point in the apprenticeship in the old apprenticeship program. Hmm. So if you're an apprentice, you were functionally owned by the master that you were studying under. Uh, you would do all the scut work, but you would also be learning how to do the craft. So an apprentice blacksmith is usually the one like working the bellows or turning the the metal ingot while the blacksmith hammers it. A journeyman is someone who's completed their apprenticeship and is kind of traveling around doing the craft and learning from some other masters and actively working on their masterpiece to be considered a master. Uh, okay, that thank you very much. I, uh, I finally understand that term, and that actually is a good uh that's a good definition of tune-in. The way the ranking happens, when you when you finish the academy uh, in Naruto's home village, when you finish the academy, you become part of a, a four-man team. Uh, uh, one teacher, three, three genin, three, three apprentices. Uh, and when you become tune-in, uh, while you will typically, uh, they don't, all the apprentices don't uh, graduate at the same level at the same time. But when you do become tune-in, you will, you won't, necessarily be part of that same uh team all the time you will be working on your own uh some of the time practicing uh, going on solo missions but when you're an apprentice you only ever work with your team yeah so and then the highest level is joining which are the elite ninja the masters who um can choose to take on a team of of apprentices uh they're not quite owned uh, by by their by their teacher like in the old apprentice system though yeah that that was phased out pretty quick thankfully yeah uh, but in the the but to be a Jonin, one of the things you are expected to do is be able to master at least two elements. Uh, Kakashi, who is Naruto's teacher, he uh, has been seen using all five. That is partly because he has a special special eye known as the Sharingan. Who basically a friend of his who had it was uh, had his half his body crushed and gave his remaining eye to to Kakashi to as sort of a. Uh, well, honestly, a graduation present, but that gets into that gets into spoiler territory. I think I did a good job of teasing that. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. So using multiple elements is easy enough, but combining them is impossible unless you have a genetic disposition to it. The first Hokage, uh, whose name was Hashirama Senju, try saying that five times fast. No thanks. Yeah, he was able to. Uh, he actually. He not only had a genetic disposition to combining two uh, two chakras. He was able to. No one. No one in his family was able to do it. I was able to do it uh, either. He was able to combine uh, earth and water to create wood style, which, for some reason, was able to actually calm the tailed beasts, like the nine tails that we mentioned earlier, uh, mm-hmm. which. I have a theory on that. We'll mention when we get to the God Tree. Uh, but the other thing is the fact that wood style, you're not just like making making an effect. You're creating life in a sense because the wood created with wood style is alive. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, a character introduced in the first arc of the, of the story, Haku, who is uh, actually an enemy. Uh, he's able to create uh, combined water. His family is able to combine water and wind to create ice nice yeah when you get to haku you're gonna think he's a girl he's uh official story is he's not i think he was lying when he said it okay <laughs> he, he just he looks very he just looks very feminine naruto takes him for a girl uh, he says i'm he, he says i'm a guy i think he was lying to throw naruto off yeah all right yeah uh so the second topic uh do you have any questions so far no no so far no 
So uh, the second one is the God Tree and the Sage of Six Paths. So the God Tree, uh, let's, let's go with the legend, then I'll tell you the actual explanation. Legend, okay. uh, legend. The God Tree was uh, was a giant pillar to heaven, uh, no, thought to be the creator of the world. Bears chocolate rich fruit once a millennium that humanity is warned not to eat, uh, or that person will become part of the entity. Uh, That's creepy. Uh, yeah. Be, well, so so that's enough of the legend. So what actually happened is this: it fell to Earth in a meteorite, and it does this throughout a bunch of different worlds, which do not actually see the other worlds, but. The chakra tree, let's just call it for simplicity's sake, will, would fall to a world, plant itself in the soil, and even though the humans thought it was actually benefiting them, it wasn't because it was actually uh, steal, stealing natural energy from both the earth and them. And the reason why uh, eating the chakra fruit was would have been bad is because uh, the tree kind of wants the, cha- wants the chakra back. If you eat the fruit, you have chakra then the tree wants it back. So it'll... Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, which is another person who will do kind of try the same thing. So a princess named Kaguya Atsutsuki, which we mentioned earlier, defied the taboo in her desire for peace and led to her eventual madness as she enacted the first uh, infinite Tsukiyomi. Uh, Tsukiyomi just means eye of the moon. When you, when you learn what that is, you'll find out why it's called that. Basically, she... Uh, is able to ref- use the moon as a giant reflecting mirror to put everyone on Earth. Uh, put, well, she put a large portion of the humans on Earth uh, into what is ostensibly the Matrix. Okay. Yeah, she, she put them under put them under a mind sp- control spell and then put them into pods where they they get to exi- uh, they get to they get to experience their dream world. That doesn't sound awful. Yeah, but here's the thing. She's sucking them dry while they're in there. Ah, there we go. There you go, yeah. There's the bad. Yeah. Like, like the Matrix. Yep. <laughs> so she... Uh, so in her madness, she uh, she tried to assimilate all life into the into the god tree. Uh, turning the assimilated humans into creatures who were kind of plant-based. They're called white zetsu. Uh, I forgot what zetsu means, but you'll kind of know... You'll kind of recognize them. They're They're pale white. So she, but she learned that some of her chakra was transferred into her two children, uh, Hagaromo and her younger brother, Hamura, who are actually twins. And she became enraged and fused into this, uh, the god tree, transformed into the ten tails to recover her chakra. Mother of the year. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a great mom. Oh, sure. She went crazy. Uh, it's not an excuse, but explanation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, as she's a living weapon of mass destruction that acted on Kaguya's rage and base instincts, the Ten Tails, uh, because it fed on natural energy, it's able to terraform entire areas with its attack, generate multiple natural disasters at once, and spawn what's later revealed to be some way all lore, uh, all for life forms with its body, being the central computer of the Matrix kind of thing. Uh, due to the dangers of the Ten Tails posed to the world. Uh, the two brothers sealed their mother uh, into the older brother, the Sage of Six Paths, becoming the first Jinchuriki, which means uh, they're containers of the tailed beast. But the word literally mean, means the power of the human sacrifice. Kind of, ha- someone has to give up their life to seal one of the tailed beasts into some into uh, Jinchuriki. Hagaromo uh, mixed some of the uh, 
uh, Tentails chakra with his own chakra and gained the most powerful chakra. Basically, he, he took he he was able to contain this giant monster and use was able to just steal some of its power. But he didn't go bad. Uh, if anyone was thinking that, so he had two sons. Eventually, uh, older brother named Indra, who got his his chakra and spiritual energy, and the younger brother Ashra, who inherited his body's life force and physical energy. If anyone knows anything about Hindu mythology, Ashra and, and Indra are the leaders of uh, what is basically a war between the gods and demons. Indra was the leader of the gods. Ashra was uh, the demons. Okay. Yeah, as, as like like I mentioned, I think I mentioned it off uh, off mic, but I was a history major, so I saw all these terms and decided to look up the uh, the background for it. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so knowing he couldn't fulfill his ideals, of pe- uh, Hagarama wanted a world where he could use chakra to make everyone understand each other and as a way of bringing about peace. He tried to use his, but he knew he couldn't fulfill it within his own lifetime. He, so he chose Ashura to continue his legacy because of, his, uh, cause of Ashura's ability to work well with others uh, would have made an ideal form of peace. Indra was kind of a genius at using chakra. Uh in fact, he was the first person to create jutsu at all in an offensive way, uh, whereas Ashura was, like Naruto, a bit of a dummy. Okay. And because I'm sensing a trend. Well, actually, you're, there is some reincarnation mentioned later on, not, not just uh, theorized that Naruto is the reincarnation of Ashura, and there have been quite a few reincarnations in between them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Asher, because he's a bit of a dummy, he could only gain like great power by working with others. Which, on his, when you're trying to create a uh, a leader for peace, that's actually something you'd want. Knowing to uh, be, having to work with others makes you willing to work with others. But he, because he was worried about uh, his mother break, he knew his mother would break free uh, when he died. When sorry, the sage path knew his mother would break free when he died. So to keep that from happening, he used yin yang style, which basically you imagine something, it'll bring it to life. He, to separate the ten tails of chakra into the nine tailed beasts, which who are Shikaku, the one tailed uh, Tanuki. Uh, who is a very wild person? Uh, Asatabi, the polite two-tailed fire cat. Isabu, the sh- shy three-tailed turtle. Uh, four-tailed. Um, Matt, are you at all familiar with Dragon Ball Z? Uh, a little bit. Okay, so courtesy of a bridge. <laughs> so the four-tailed is a prideful giant ape. Can you guess what his name is? Ozuru. No. Uh, se- second guess. Uh, Vegeta. Now, uh, Son Goku. Oh. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned Prideful. But he's based... (laughs) Well, remember, Dragon Ball Z abridged is my my particular cup of Dragon Ball (laughs) tea, and Goku's just dumb. Yeah, I shouldn't have said Prideful. That's just... That just points you to Vegeta too well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but he's... uh, Kishimoto... uh, Masashi Kishimoto, the creator of Naruto... Uh, along with a lot of other manga artists from his generation, were heavily inspired by Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Yeah. Well, understandable, really. Yes. I mean. He, uh, in fact, Naruto was is the third best-selling manga in in history. Uh, the top two are Dragon Ball Z and One Piece. Who Kishimoto is actually friends with the creator of One Piece. Nice. Yeah. 
then there's Kokuo, the reserved five-tailed dolphin horse. That's the best way to describe the five tails. And okay, <laughs> uh, he's mostly horse body with like kind of a dolphin head. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it's like a selkie? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's uh, Saiken, the six, the boastful six-tailed slug. Chome, the cheery seven-tailed rhinoceros beetle. Uh, oh, by the way, these these things like when they're full, when they become fully grown, they're like equal the size of a mountain. That's uh, that's some scary animals to have running around. Uh, they're yeah. Speaking of running around, that'll get into why uh, why the Jinchuriki were a thing in the first place. Uh, the eight tails is a giant is an eight tailed octopus ox. Once again, he's he's got the lower body of an, of an o- octopus to give him eight tails, I, I suppose. But uh, he he sort of has a to- he has a torso and head of a of a bull. That's weird. Yeah, that's some Avatar level animal bending <laughs> weird stuff there. Yeah, oh, that's true. Actually, never thought about that. Uh, so then we come come to the cynical nine tailed fox. This this fox's name was inspired by Yu Yu Hakusho. You know anything about that? Uh, it's familiar. Like, I, I recognize that name, but I don't know where from. Uh, yeah, it was an anime around the same on Toonami about the same time as Dragon Ball Z. But uh, there's a fox character in it. His name is uh, okay. The way I've been pronouncing it and the and Yu Yu Hakusho pronounced it was uh, Kurama. Uh, apparently, the proper pronunciation is, is Kurama, which I'm probably not going to use. But anyways, okay. Yeah, so that's the one that is inside of Naruto. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the the, uh, the beasts are told by the Sage of Six Paths that some days uh, there'll there'll be a certain person that will help them join back to their original form and under, while understanding true power. Is that uh, is that Naruto? It never outright said, and he wasn't like prophesizing anyone. He was just saying like, you know, so, someday there'll be someone who like understands you guys. You'll, that won't see you as just giant rampaging animals or just tools for power. I think it was more just trying to comfort his... Tailed Beasts are, in a way, his kids. So he's. I think he's just trying to comfort them. Yeah, what an optimistic dude. Yeah. I, I, kind of, it's, seeing the stuff he, he saw, you kind of have to be in order to get on with life. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. All right, so, in time, their immense strength was tempered by the Jinchuriki, and they ended up being used as weapons by the ninja villages. It, we kind of saw happening... Uh, that was that was one way for the people who saw them as rampaging monsters good way to stop them is put them inside of a jinchuriki those who saw them as immense uh, sources of power good way to harness that power put them in a jinchuriki well at least the method is consistent except for the eight tails they are even though they benefited from the knowledge of their hosts and were able to better utilize their powers the other tail beasts despise the humans for their actions and and uh, see, being seen as nothing more than tools. The nine tails. That seems fair. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. Uh, it kind of explains why they hate humanity for for the most part. The eight tails, uh, because the the village that ended up getting the eight tails, they have a sort of a temple where uh, the Turkey can go to sort of communicate with their beast. He didn't hate people as much. Okay. Yeah, because he actually got talked to. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I, it turns out the, the way you make fr- uh, the way you are able to actually actually harness the power of these tailed beasts, show them you actually 
don't see him as a monster. Ask him what their name. Is. Oh, no one knew that they have names. Wow. That, that good job, humanity. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, the Eight Tails at, at one point says uh, tells Naruto, you know, I got a name. It's Yuki. And like the Nine Tails inside, like that guy, the the grumpy guy inside you has one too. His name is Kurama. And uh, Nine Tails just tells him like, shut up, because he, because <laughs> he's because he sees it as. They don't acknowledge me as having. No one even thought. No one thinks that I have a name. No one even acknowledged me as by my name. I'm not going to tell you my name. I see his point. Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, the Nine Tails is very cynical. He's he one of the power when Naruto finally is able to harness his power. One of the abilities he gets is being able to sense negative emotions. So being partly empathic. Uh, probably didn't help your view of humanity. Being able to sense all of the, all of the aggression, the hostility, the grief all around you. Yeah, that would probably put a lot of people off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's really no wonder that the Nine Tails just all he wants to do is just get away from the world and sleep. <sighs> so it, the Nine Tails was able to evade capture until the founding of the. Village hidden in the leaves, which is Naruto, which is where our story starts off at Naruto's home village. Uh, there was a there was a battle between the uh, the first Hokage and this dude named Madara Uchiha, who helped him found uh, found the village, but kind of turned on him later on. He's uh, Sasuke's ancestor in the sense that they're from the same clan, but I don't I don't think he's the direct his direct ancestor. Okay. Yeah, and when I uh, the first Hokage and Madara were. The two previous incarnations of uh, Ashura and Indra, which there was, uh, I don't know, there's, there's probably at least a good hundred years in between the first Okage and Naruto. The, there's a very, very good reason why they didn't reincarnate in between then. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though. Spoilers. Kind of. Okay. Uh, the short version is Madara didn't die until around the time Sasuke was born. All right. Yeah. So uh, I had a little more on the Jinchurik, the tailed beast, but I think this segment's running a little bit long. Uh, it's not super important, though. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on to our next one then. Okay. So now we finally come to the nations. So in the ninja world, uh, the countries are operated as separate political entities ruled by feudal lords, and within every country, uh, within most of the countries, there's a hidden ninja village which maintains the economy of the parent country by training ninja from a young age and using them to perform missions uh, for their own or other countries. Now, the, despite the, it being there, this is not a system of indoctrination because there are civilians within the village. In fact, uh, Naruto really, 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 really loves ramen. And the, uh, the chef there... It's actually one of the few places in a lot of fan fiction where the one of the few places that actually treated him kindly and would you know not overcharge him or try to give him spoiled food. Uh, yeah, but he but he loved ramen anyways. The, so there's there's a ramen chef his and his daughter who he refers to uncle and older sister. Uh, there are you know there's people who need to establish the infrastructure of the village. So the kids slash their parents can choose to become a ninja. If you're from a ninja clan, odds are you're going to be a ninja, though, or at least try to be. Uh, I, okay. Yeah, I just really needed to address the fact that it's not indoctrination. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, so the third member of Naruto's team, 
It's Naruto, Sasuke, their teacher, Kakashi, and the fourth character is a girl named Sakura. It's never said outright, but it's kind of hinted that she is from a civilian family. Uh, and so, like, if you want, you can try to become a ninja. You can get through. Uh, there are plenty of washouts, actually. After you finish the, te- the academy, your teacher will typically give you a test to see if you can make it on the team. But that test has about a 66% fail rate. Dang. Yeah, so people then you have the option you can go back to the academy and try again next year or you can uh, give up. See, that's that's a little bit better than just randomly like, "Oh, you're a wizard, Harry." At least you have a chance to learn how to do it this way. Yeah. And you know, there's there are civilians in the world who don't actually have the uh, enough chakra or the ability to manipulate their chakra enough to be a ninja. Like most of the most of the feudal lords, they're they're uh, those guys are are muggles for better lack of uh, lack of a better term. Okay. Yeah, much like the Harry Potter world, the the ninjas are ruled by muggles. Yeah, sometimes sheer numbers count for something. True. Although uh, never actually said who like who actually has like who has more numbers, the ninjas or the regulars. But uh, they're well. Okay, the Kage actually uh, actually we'll get that in a moment. Okay. Uh, so the the separate parties can hire ninjas for purposes of protection. Uh, Naruto's first mission outside the village actually was protect a bridge builder. He, uh, I can, I'll, you know, it's not really spoilers for the first for the first arc. Uh, there, the this bridge builder says like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going back to my home country. It's probably gonna be bandits on the way. Uh, I wanted to hire some ninja to protect me just in case. What he didn't tell them was. His country is basically under a kleptocracy at the moment. There's this business tycoon who has a shipping uh, corporation, and uh, the bridge builder lives on what is ostensibly an island. Th- this guy, and they've sort of been starved out. The guy, the, what's his name? Uh, Gato. Gato has basically pushed this country into impoverishment. There, there's, barely, there's barely even any decent food for... For anyone to eat. In fact, uh, while they're in the village and they're uh, they're grabbing groceries, a a little girl pulls on uh, Sakura's shirt and asks for some asks for some food. Uh, she gives her uh, uh, some some candy that she had just bought. It's kind of kind of sad, I know. Uh, but so the once the bridge is completed, it will actually be a way for goods to get back and forth between from uh, Land of Waves. And and everywhere else, they a little bit of spoilers. They actually do eventually succeed, and they become. Uh, they decided to name the the bridge the Great Naruto Bridge. Oh, I'm sure that doesn't go to his head at all. He didn't know. They didn't. They 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 decided that name after he'd left. Oh, okay then. Yeah, <laughs> although that they for sure that would have gone to his head. <laughs> yeah, he seems like the type. Yeah. Uh, We'll go back to the first darkness uh, when we get to ideologies and characters, because there's an event happens in Naruto's life that uh, kind of helps shape his personal ideology. Ninjas of a hidden village can serve as military, uh, do serve as a military service, military force for their parent company, a country. <laughs> I have second company thinking. The leaders of the hidden villages hold equal status with the leaders of their respective countries. So uh, the five countries are the land of earth, fire, lightning, and 
water and wind. Those are the five major elemental countries. Like I mentioned, there are other nations in the world, like the Land of Waves, where the first outside the village arc happens. Uh, and that's where the names come from. So the Hokage is the fire shadow because they reside within the land of fire. Okay. Yeah. So these countries are the, mo- the five great, uh, great shinobi nations are the most powerful within the world. And there have been... Up to, okay, at the beginning of the story, there's been three great ninja wars, and as you can you can probably guess, when there's a bunch of powerful nations are fighting, smaller nations tend to be caught in the, in the crossfire. Yeah. Which, if you decide to re, uh, check out the story, keep that in mind. That becomes very important during a major turning point in the in the story. Oh, that that never leads anywhere good. Uh, no. The short version of that is there's a guy who takes on the name Pain, and his personal ideology is, in order to understand others, you must know their pain. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's, that doesn't bode well. No, it does not. The Invasion of Pain arc is is where the, where things get very serious. So the uh, each of those five countries are ruled by a feudal lord, and their hidden villages in the countries hold the title of Kage, the, the shadows, the... Uh, <laughs> In the abridging of, of, well, one of the abridgings of Naruto, uh, the five Kage are referred to as the Kage Rangers. Oh, no. <laughs> During the fourth Great Ninja War, the all the hidden villages, every single, every single village, every single ninja co- comes together in what is the Ninja Alliance Army or the Shinobi Alliance. So there's a threat that's basically got, said, like, I'm coming after all of you. So, in their own self-interest, they banded together in an alliance. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's all you need to know about that. So that's later on in the story. So, some smaller nations have been named in passing in either the manga or the anime, but weren't really explored much. Uh, that's all about the nations. Any questions? No. Okay. All right. So, uh, the fourth topic, uh, we're going to go into some of the characters. So, there's Naruto himself. He... Uh, I mean, he's dinner. Uh, he is. He wears orange a lot. It's his favorite color. Uh, kind of like kill me orange. It's you wouldn't really be expecting a ninja to wear it. He's, yeah, it's it's not really subtle. No, but here's the thing. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the t- uh, first topic that Naruto is a prankster. So he is actually able to ba- escape some of the most elite, ni- uh, the black ops ninjas of the uh, of the village. He's able to hide from them. So it actually does, even though he is, he wears bright orange, he's able to escape, he's able to hide. He's, he actually has some stealth skills. Well, I mean, I guess you'd need to wearing that bright a color. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't do it on purpose, but he, uh, being so uh, conspicuous, helped him develop his skills while he was in the academy. And uh, he didn't, Actually, he was the dead last in his class. He actually didn't pass the exam the first time. Uh, but what he but there was this one of his teachers came to him afterwards and said, uh, "So you know there is this extra credit exam. What you can do is go to the Hokage's office and steal the Forbidden Scroll." <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like a trap at all. <laughs> it wasn't quite a trap. The 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 teacher Mizuki he knew about uh he he kind of he knew about Naruto's uh, stealth skills. Naruto is able to steal the scroll, 
and then flees into the forest. Uh, he, he said, like, if you can steal the, the scroll and learn one technique from it, then you can pass. So what the technique he learns is actually his, uh, his, what comes his signature jutsu, the shadow clone jutsu. He's able to copy himself. Okay. Which actually was part of the test. So the, the cloning technique it was the, was part of the test. Naruto was not able to do it. The reason he's not able to do it is because not only is he a Jinchuriki, therefore has massive reserves of chakra, but as an Uzumaki, he has an incredible abundance of life force energy. So he's basically not able to control it properly to to portion it for for all the jutsus. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, since I mentioned the Uzumaki, uh, later revealed that the Uzumaki are one of the families that are uh, are descended from the Sage of Six Pass, specifically the uh, younger son. And uh, one of the other families that they're closely related to is the Senju, who was the family of the first, the second, and the fifth Okage. With the fifth Okage, who Naruto refers to as Grandma. And not that she likes that. <laughs> <laughs> because in, in Japanese, uh, calling someone Grandma is equivalent to calling someone Old Lady. Oh, what a jerk. Uh, yeah, but he's the thing. Like, he gives nicknames to people, and they're not very flattering. But Naruto only gives nicknames to those pe- the people who he actually cares about. Like, oh, a jerk with a heart of gold. Gotcha. <laughs> kind of, yeah. He, uh, well... She he calls her that because she is I think in her mid to late fifties, but she has the appearance of a late twenties. Not not just because of good genes. Oh, some some magic going on. Kind of yeah. She basically has a she has a way to basically make her appearance look young. She's still like still vital as hell, but uh, she, oh because she uh, her grandmother actually was an Uzumaki also but not just that because she's a senju she's also descended from the younger son and has very strong life force okay yeah uh she she's a healer she's actually the best pretty much the best healer in the entire world uh it's actually which uh, i've while getting ready for this episode i i learned that there's actually some uh gender role controversy with the series which i never really picked up on uh, a lot of the women and uh, female characters within the series are pretty much just relegated to, to healers, which one of the critics of the uh, of the series apparently says that's saying that women don't belong on the battlefield except as healers, which I never really thought of. Hmm, that's that's not a good look. Uh, no, it's not. But at the same time, these healers are actually some of the most powerful people on the battlefield because to be a healer, you. You, you use chakra, you basically use, for all intents and purposes, you, you use magic for healing. And you have to have, uh, you don't have to have in, immense chakra, but you do have have extremely power, uh, extremely good chakra control. And uh, Sakura, Naruto's teammate, uh, becomes the apprentice of the fifth Okage uh, and ends up helping beat the final bad guy of the entire series. She's, at the, in the end, she stands side by side with Sasuke and Naruto. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, she um, she's not she, by uh, there's a very vocal portion of the fandom that does not like Sakura uh, for different reasons. Uh, one saying that she was useless in the first part of the story, and which she she kind of was. She was all brains and no uh, and no actual fighting ability. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Kishimoto, 
saw Naruto series, the series of Naruto as more of an action series, and a lot, some of his female characters aren't well written. In fact, his his wife uh, was upset with the with the ending. Uh, I'm not gonna because of who Naruto actually ends up with. Uh, she wanted Naruto to end up with Sakura, like Kishimoto says, like, well, no, they're they're friends. They're really really close friends. But they're not romantically linked, even though at the beginning of the series, Naruto has a massive crush on her. Well, you know, you know how those things go. Well, he's he's like he's not shy about it at all. He he like pretty much after practice every single day, he'd ask her out. She'd she'd punch him on she'd punch him in the head, uh, saying "Get lost, loser," basically. And then, but eventually, she she grows up, basically, for lack of a better term. Okay. Yeah. And then we get on to uh, so I've talked about every, all of Team Seven except for Sasuke. So Sasuke's background is basically this: he was the son of the clan head, and until the day where the clan was reduced down to two people, himself and his older brother. And it turns uh, the person that killed his entire clan was his brother. Oh, yeah. Um, his older brother Itachi uh, told him. I, I did it to see how powerful I was, and then went rogue. Uh, and he said he said to Sasuke, "If you if you want revenge for this, come find me. You, you're not able to fight me now because you don't have enough hatred in your in your heart." Which is pretty much the original seed for Sasuke going dark. Sasuke is the reincarnation is the latest reincarnation of of Indra, the Sage Six Pass older older son. And okay. yeah, which we'll get into how the Uchiha themselves are kind of ha- what is known as the curse of hatred when we get to our fifth topic, uh, I, which I'll name in a second. Uh, besides that, there there were some character moments about the series I wanted to cover. Let me just pull them up here. Uh, they're in a different part of my notes. Actually, we can transition into the ideologies because uh, those character moments have more to do with ideologies rather than characters. Okay. All right, so... Uh, the curse of hatred. The Uchihas basically they feel too strongly about a lot of stuff. Uh, they have this, uh, like I said before, they inherit the older brother inherited the sages' eyes and spiritual energy. They have uh, a they have their eyes are special. When they feel enough grief, they'll unlock what is called the Sharingan, the pinwheel eye, because that's what it, it looks like a pinwheel. Because of the because of this, they they feel too strongly. They go down the dark. They go to the dark side way too easily. Uh, in fact, the second Hokage, like knowing this and uh, being from a family that constantly fought with the Uchiha before the founding of the village, and they all came together, kind of ghettoized them. They have their own special area of the village uh, called the Uchiha district, but to. Not make it look like he's not actually, you know, sep- segregating them. He uh, he gave them. Uh, they're the primary force behind the pol- what is basically the police force of the village, and you know until they're wiped out. That's a that's a good way to antagonize someone very subtly. Yeah, the second Okage was a jerk, like in the in the truest sense of the word. He uh, he's kind of a war hawk. Okay. Yeah, he's also the younger brother of the first Okage. And, oh, right, I forgot to mention this. Uh, <laughs> the fifth Okage, Tsunade, is the granddaughter of the first Okage uh, and grandniece of the second. 
The third Hokage is the first and second student. The this isn't okay. This the fourth Hokage's identity is not that major spoiler. So when I told you that the fourth Hokage sealed the nine-tailed fox in a newborn baby, your immediate reaction? Well, I mean, I'm 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 assuming based on all this that it's gonna be Nart that it's Naruto's dad. Yeah, so my immediate reaction, like literally one page into the story, I'm I'm like, well, that was a jerk move. But then I thought, like, well, I mean, if unless it was his kid, in which case, like, okay, you're you're yeah. So that's Naruto's dad. Uh, he's I mean, not. He's he's choosing a sacrifice for someone who doesn't get a say, and that's never a good look. But yeah, well, he, so the fact that Naruto is the fourth Okage's son is a secret. Because this guy was powerful and had a lot of enemies, mostly outside of the village. In fact, the one of the other villages, uh, the Iwa, the village hidden in the stones, uh, the third war was fought against them. And they, to this day, even after his death, have uh, a bounty otter in its head. Dang. Yeah, so, that, and the fact that his, his mom actually had a... The, the Uzumaki were wiped out in... Uh, they didn't say if it was one of the world, the Ninja Wars or just, uh, like, three three villages ganging up on them. But uh, three villages came uh, combined their forces because they feared the Uzumaki and wiped out them and their home village. Naruto's mom was not there when it happened. She was in, uh, she was in the Leaf Village because the Ninetales is... Because it's the most powerful one, it takes someone with an abundance of life force to to be able to contain it. Uh, the first Okage's wife was the first in Shuriki of the Nine Tails. Naruto's mom was the second, and Naruto was the third. All right. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, this is kind of obvious, but the way to tame the savage beast is with love. <laughs> yeah, that's... All right. <laughs> well, also, his mom had a special kind of chakra that she could literally manipulate into chains which in in her own mindscape she chained the she, she chained the nine tails to a giant boulder like and i don't mean just like a leash to a boulder i mean he is strapped to it all right yeah <laughs> which actually led to a funny uh uh when naruto finally uh, finally tries to co- uh to control the nine tails <laughs> uh at one point some chains sprout out of his body and uh pin the nine tails down <laughs> he said and his the nine tails reaction is kushina <laughs> because my my reaction is like not knowing who kushina is i'm just uh, well shortly after finding out i'm like what what, what were you two doing when you talked to each other <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, um, I, I know you can't swear on this podcast, so I'm just gonna leave it at that as far as suggestions go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it, there's nothing actually going on. It's just a, just bad wording on their on their part. <laughs> okay. So the inverse of the curse of hatred is what is known as the will of fire. You'll go. Uh, basically, you 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 fight for your comrades in order to. Uh, strengthen them. You, you you fight for something or someone. Uh, there's a certain arc where one of the teachers of the other uh, of the other teams dies, and this teaches this actually teaches Naruto that what he is supposed to fight for. 
Uh, but actually getting ahead of myself one, just one moment. Okay, so the Will of Fire is a belief that love is the key to peace. Uh, what it ultimately boils down to. The Curse of Hatred being the inverse because it's just saying, like, you wipe out your enemies and you'll have peace. You... Yeah, it's... It, they'll they'll make a desert and call it a peace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the the three inc- the three moments I wanted to talk about um, the 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 first uh, the land of waves arc when Haku dies uh, it teaches be, Haku was, had a teacher or I guess master actually would be a better she her her relationship with her master is more the traditional apprentice-master situation. Uh, she, uh, sorry, I keep calling Haku she. Um, Haku kind of sees himself as a tool for his master because in his home village, anyone with a, uh, what's known a bloodline limit, the those special uh, chakra natures I mentioned earlier, are sort of seen as uh, as sort of the, the cause of some misfortune. They, they're, they're too powerful and they've, They've caused some of our our personal griefs. They're, they're the reason why we go into war. We've gone to war so many times. So his mother actually was an ice style user too, and basically hid it uh, until one day, like Gaku fi- fi- realizes, oh hey, I can make ice. Cool. Shows his mom. His mom immediately says, "Don't ever do that in front of anyone." And his dad finds out. And instead of trying to protect his family, his wife and his son. His immediate response is, Demon! Runs to go grab the villagers, complete with pitchforks and torches. And, uh, Haku's mom dies in that. Uh, eventually he, he, uh, he gets away because in his moment of grief, he sort of lashes out, uh, instinctually and wipes out the mob. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's a winner of a husband there. Yeah, uh, eventually... Zabuza, Haku's master, finds him and takes him in. Not quite in the uh, "I need to help this kid" way, but more like, "Oh, this kid could be a powerful, could be could be useful to me." But he, uh, so when Haku, but Haku sees himself as a tool for he he has something to fight for, uh, and Haku's death teaches Naruto: you have to have something to fight for. You can't just want to be Hokage just so you get attention. You need to be someone worthy of being Hokage first. And the second, uh, the second one was the death of that uh, that teacher from the other team. I'm not I'm not saying who it was uh, specifically, so that it's not a spoiler. Uh, but it let me. But it this arc. Te- uh, Really shows us Naruto's relationship with his classmates and how he learned that what uh, it was life as a ninja during his arc was sort of uh, compared to a game of chess, whereas each ninja is a different kind of piece. Uh, that Naruto's classmate thing, uh, says that well believes himself to be just a simple bishop, and he and he's playing with his teacher. He says uh, his teacher asks him, "Do you, what piece do you think I am?" It's like. Well, sorry, I'd say you're a knight. He says, no, I'm just a simple pawn. But, and who is the king? The Naruto's classmate says, well, the king of the Hokage, isn't it? He's like, no. One day, hopefully, you'll learn who the true king is. And on as he's dying, he tells him who the true, he tells him who the true king is. Or at least gives him a, gives him a powerful hint. Uh, actually, it turns out the, the teacher uh, was about to have a baby. Or... It, it, he, he, uh, his fiance is pregnant. 
uh, who is one of the other teachers. But uh, this death teaches him who the real king is. The, the true king of the ninja villages is the unborn generation, the next generation. I can I can get behind that message. Yeah, you need to fight for what is next. You 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 need to have something to fight for. You need you who you fight for as a member of a village is is the next generation. And then uh, Naruto. Ooh. Uh, there's another death that happens, and that teaches Naruto how he should fight for for victory and what his end goal is. He eventually truly becomes a follower of the Will of Fire. He he, he believes that when I, I mentioned pain earlier, uh, when he finally confronts pain, uh, he doesn't try to defeat him, because uh, pain's true identity was a former student of Naruto's personal teacher not his uh not kakashi but someone else he uh so he kind of appeals to him he says uh pervy sage as he refers to him pervy uh, sage wouldn't want you to do this he this isn't how he would have taught you he would have wanted you to make peace he basically talks him into laying down his arms and uh it's also during the invasion of pain that uh, the person Naruto does eventually end up with, uh, she kind of jumps into the middle of Naruto's fight as he's literally been like pinned down to the ground with with metal with metal spikes. Everyone else is just frozen in fear as they're watching the fight. She sees him about to get killed or worse, jumps in and starts holding him off and trying to pull the spikes out. Naruto says, run. You can't win. You'll, you'll die. She says, I don't care. Because I am here. You've been my inspiration for this. And uh, because I love you. Shortly after she dies, Naruto rage, um, is about to rage quit life. Because the fox says to him, open the seal, open the lock. Let me out and I promise you, you'll have revenge. Naruto reaches for the door. That was a, that was a powerful moment for, for those who liked the the pairing that happened in the end. Yeah, I bet that's uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah, that was that was in, uh, and I've uh, just I've been backing that that shipping since uh, since she was introduced. So that was uh, that was a tearjerker moment for me. Uh, and he he goes for it like he's about he's about to let out the monster. Or, at this point, we just think he's just a monster. He's about to... Because he, letting him out will kill him. Naruto will die if, if the fox gets out. Okay. But he's like, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. This guy has to be stopped. And I just watched one of my closest... One of my friends die. And right in front of me, like, uh, a metal spike driven straight through her heart. That's a bad way to go. It's a bad. It's a bad way to go. Luckily, she does go quickly, but at the same time, he uh, he is oblivious to her feelings all the way straight to the end of the series, and it takes a special movie, which is canon, uh, to basically resolve that subplot. Okay. Yeah, uh, Naruto is the typical shonen dumb dumb hero. Okay. Yeah, one of the last few actually, because shortly after the. Uh, Shortly after the, the the creative generation, so to speak, of Naruto and its peers, this typical shonen hero uh, trope started to be uh, they started to move on from it. 
that is the ninja world as a whole. And so I went into some of the parts that I that made Naruto great for me. And honestly, uh, even though the focus of the series, by its own creator's admission, was action, that's not really what I was in the series for. In fact, uh, when I was in my fan fiction reading phase, I typically skipped all the fight scenes. And because they tend to use a lot of the same attacks, a lot of the same stuff tends to happen. And uh, so I wasn't really in it for the action, which is probably why I never was into Dragon Ball Z as much as a lot of people my age. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what can I say to finish? Oh, I uh, wanted to really make sure I mentioned this. If you don't have the time to consume 72 now, uh, volumes of the uh, of the manga or watch the 500-plus episodes of the show, a good way to just get all the story is play, play the games, which I would recommend the... Uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm series. You can skip the ones that don't have a number. Just play one, two, three, and four. The Revolution and Generations are side story. They're they don't really they're not really part of the canon. They're just uh, introducing some new mechanics into this into the games. And uh, while they are cool, if you just want the story, just play one, two, three, and four. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, that. Really nice to hear, actually, because I, I tend to ramble on. <laughs> hey, you you did good. This was this was really really good stuff. Um, so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? All right. Well, you can find me at my Twitter, Daofak, uh, D A O F A Q. The F A Q is capitalized because I am frequently answering questions. Uh, originally, it was just the first three letters of my first and last name. Then I realized it works on so many different levels, though. And uh, if you if you want, you can uh, check me out on Facebook under just facebook.com slash Dowfac as well. Uh, all, pretty much everywhere on the internet I want to be found, it's under that, uh, mostly. Uh, oh, I have an upcoming podcast. Uh, I'm working with one of the other Jake and Josh supporters. Uh, James, we're calling it, it's a Beast Wars podcast. We're calling it the Axelon Archives. Uh, look for that. We've recorded a pilot so that I can get some experience editing audio. Uh, we're, we just still got a few more things to work out. We do have, if you are interested in guesting on that, actually, email us at axelonarchives at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at axelonarchives. You can find us on the internet at fifthdraw.com, follow us on Twitter at fifthdraw, or email us at social at fifthdraw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Hoodley. If you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating and a review, or maybe tell a friend? Getting the word out helps us immensely. Our music is Arcade Montage by Lee Roosevelt and can be found at the Free Music Archive. That's all for this week. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode. And hey, thanks for listening. <laughs>